I like getting money, I got time to get it Talking on me, so my car's a tenny Dancing with the devil, I don't bargain with it Bobbing in the dash and the stick is with it And I hit the 4-5 on the What's going on, guys? It's your host, Jacob Hagerman, the Young Closer Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at the Real Young Closer. And we got Big Rye at Commission Cowboy. If you got an Instagram, go follow us. Come on now. Come on, baby. You better be following us. We're always trying to deliver a little bit of value for you guys. Share the podcast on your stories would mean the absolute world to me and Ryan. Ow! Whoa! But hey, I wanted to talk to you guys real quick about a little topic that I think is going to deem fit for a lot of salespeople, especially those who are brand new to the business. So I always say this, if there's no output, ignore anyone's input. Mm. And so what I mean by this, and I'm going to have Ryan kind of go into it. We're going to go back and forth on this topic a little bit, just kind of go deep dive it. But I say, if there's no output, ignore the input. So that means if the person, if somebody's trying to give you advice and they're not putting up the numbers, they're not crushing it in sales. If they're teaching you how to close and they're closing at a 2% rate, you probably shouldn't be taking advice from somebody who isn't showing up and is a starter on the field. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't talk to the guy who's at the bottom of the roster and the NBA. You take advice from the starting five, maybe the guy coming off the bench, but the guy who's just wiping up the sweat on the court, he's not telling you how to shoot threes. He's not telling you how to get your free throw percentage up. And if you were listening to him, well, you probably shouldn't be in the NBA in the first place. And so that's probably the number one thing. Like I see people like they don't just take advice from anyone. doesn't matter who it is. There's no credibility. Like what, what is it? Uh, critics with no credentials either. But let's talk about that, and we're going to talk about critics with no credentials here in just a little bit. But, Ryan, you can go into it. Yeah. Well, so real quick, I love this. But number one, like when I was in the car business, there was a guy. um, can't remember his name. I think his name was Mike. Mike, if you're listening, I love you, bro. Anyways, Mike told me he, he sold a lot of cars at this particular dealership that I was at in Wisconsin. Was doing pretty good. He's probably making 100 grand a year, you know. And – I knew that, yeah, he's doing great, but it, for the dealership, for the city, but he wasn't doing great like as he could be. You know, there was there was a next level, and that's what interests me. In, me that's what got me into training. That's what got me into getting coaches and mentors in my life. So, and I often think about this, like, okay, if you're in sports, because we always talk about sports, sales is a sport, but like, if you're gonna learn how to be a quarterback, okay. Are you going to learn from a guy on a team that's five and eleven, or are you going to go learn from Tom Brady? Like you can probably learn a lot from the from the professional athlete that's five and eleven that's losing that's a nobody. Like he's still a great athlete. One hundred percent. There's a lot of great salesmen out there, but if you're going to learn to be the best or to be really successful and make good money, great money, unstoppable money, you probably want to learn from the best. So again listen like pay attention be aware of where you're getting your advice like like obviously don't get advice about sales from a crackhead okay we all know that (laughs) but i think in sales like at the dealership we can kind of get confused because we see like coaching and youtube and you know all this stuff going on on social media and we see all these guys talking about you know a million dollars a year lamborghinis bugattis and then we're at our dealership or we're at our insurance office or we're going door to door we're listening to our our manager or whoever's leading the team and that person although they're doing good relative to like the area they're not like the best like they're saying hey man if you can make six figures a year if you can crack 100 grand you're doing great where 
you and I both know you can go make a million dollars a year in that store, but you're getting advice from a guy that has low self-limiting beliefs because he doesn't believe that he can make more money or whatever. Go go to the next level, sell more units, have a bigger life. So that's where I think like you really got to assess, dude, where, who are you getting your information from? Because even, even good information, like there's better information. Like it's just, and again, going back to the sports thing, it's like, I'm trying to, I want to learn if I'm going to play football and be a quarterback, I want to learn from Tom Brady. I don't want to learn from a guy that nobody knows who he is, even though he's great and he's a professional. Like I want to learn from the best. So that way I don't have any bad habits. So that way I can maybe have a chance at being great and having that legacy. Jacob? No, 100%. Like, you, 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 how do I put this? If, if you learn, less, you, your mentor in life is supposed to be somebody who can make you better than they are. And so, you know, let's say Ryan here is a two-car hand, and he can teach me how to become a three-car hand. Does he make me better than he is? Yeah, absolutely. But in the grand scheme of things, is that truly where you want to be at? So, you, number one, you got to choose your mentors wisely of who you're going to follow, who you're going to learn after, because their whole goal is to make you better than they are, which most of the time they can. But at the end of the day, I mean, if we're comparing everything, like let's say you got a 20-car hand or a three-car hand, who do you want to learn from? Obviously, the guy who's 20-car hand, or you got a guy who's doing $100 million in business and a guy who's doing $50 million in business. You want to learn from the guy that's getting more results, is being more productive, is producing more money, more revenue, more relationships. And so if I was to think about it like a business owner, if I wanted to learn how to open up a business that's going to make me a whole lot of money, I'm talking to Elon Musk. I'm talking to Andy Elliott, Jeff Bezos, Patrick Bet David, Brad Lee. I'm talking to all of these guys who are uber way up the food chain, way up the food chain. And and here's the deal because like, again, like if you had the opportunity to learn like, and back to sports, Tom Brady or a high school level coach, the high school level coach is great. He's awesome. He can teach you a ton. He could teach you how to get into college. Yeah. But, but it's like, I want a college coach who teaches you how to get into the NFL. But why even do any of that when you go right to the NFL coach? Exactly. And that's where like in sales, but see, in sports, you're not going to do that. Like, you're not going to get coached by an NFL coach when you're in high school. It just ain't going to happen. Unless you were just born lucky. Yeah, it ain't going to happen. But in business, you can literally – and we talked about this on our last podcast about, um, you know, resources. You can literally pay anybody, anything, say, hey, I want to learn from you. And obviously, okay, the higher up the food chain you go, the more, the more the capital resource. it's going to cost. But – Really, it, it doesn't cost that much because the time you're going to save, the energy you're going to save, and the, the experience that that person has had to get to that level, you know they've been through some shit. You know they've done a lot of things, and you can avoid a lot of mistakes, which, I mean, is, is huge. But see, a lot of people, they're thinking so small, they're learning. And no disrespect to managers in a store, but it's like, okay, you're learning from a guy that only knows – this like that's like that's is which, the big of a picture which, as he ever which, seen. Which I'm gonna preface this to get a baseline. It's absolutely necessary for you to start somewhere. So like, let's go back to that manager. Yeah, it's absolutely necessary for him to teach everything he knows to his people. That's good for them. The good habits, the good skill, you know, the good marketing, branding, closing, anything like that. And it's it's good for the leader to pass down what he knows onto the people, but the people, their whole goal is to become not just better than him, but to then become the next generation of those who are way better. So what they're doing is they're just increasing the business, increasing everything. I, I was listening to something from Patrick Bet David this morning. He was talking about the Vanderbilt family. So the guy's like, mom, give him like a hundred dollars, turn it into like a hundred and something million dollars. It was absolutely ridiculous. 
bought an estate was like a hundred and like, like I'm, I'm going to get these numbers wrong. Sorry, Pat. But uh, it was like 120, like billion dollars estate. Two generations later, they completely lost everything. There's no estate. There's no money in the family, everything. It's because they didn't put the right things in place. The next generation didn't get better than the previous one. So they lost everything. And you're so, saying the second generation was getting bad advice from from an unqualified no, they person. No, they, they weren't either. They weren't getting advice at all, or they were just getting bad advice. Or the first generation wasn't passing on what they knew of how to not just earn money, but how to retain money, and then turn that retained money into even more money. And so the the passing on of advice it has to be from people who are above you so you can go upwards. And then it's 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 the old saying, the old adage, lift as I climb. As I climb the ladder, I want to take people who are below me and let's say but what, if, but what if you're in an organization or a store that they don't that they don't give a fuck? Well then there's people out there in the world who do want to help. Like look at we're in the Elliott group. We train over 10,000 dealerships. If you're in the automotive world, you'd be absolutely crazy not to be training with Andy Elliott. And if you don't know who that is, it's Andy Elliott, E-L-L-I-O-T-T, two L's, two T's. Look him up on YouTube. Start training with him. That was my mentor. That was Ryan's mentor. And he's a mentor to hundreds of thousands of people. But at the end of the day is there's there's people out there that are willing to reach down as they climb up in life. And those are people that you want to be around. And so like the world is your library. If you know what you're looking for, it'll give it to you. If you know that you want to be in the right circles, look around the world. Like, okay, what are some people who are doing a really great job with their closing, their sales, their business, their family, their relationship, their spirituality, everything. Get close to those people and they can pass on what they know, which will then make you better. But once you obtain that information and retain it, it's selfish of you not to pass it on to somebody else who can then learn from you and grow with you. Now we see a lot of it. There's that like that scarcity mindset factor that happens with almost everybody. Like we talked about it a couple episodes ago about you teaching your team something like a valuable skill that's going to help them out. But you're like, well, what if they get better at me than I am at it? And then they take my job. The loss of competitiveness and the ego and the entitlement, like, oh, I've been here 10 years. You shouldn't be doing better than me. So I'm not going to really teach you anything to become better than me. That old, that old ordeal and old. Do you think people really think that or is that just they're lazy? No, it's not even the fact that they're lazy. I feel like deep down inside, like they won't admit it, but what they'll do is they'll literally say like they're doing the, the actions speak more than the words. Like if let's say this, Andy's our leader, which this would never happen in a million years, but Andy's our leader. Andy's probably one of, is the greatest sales trainer of this generation. Once in a generation kind of guy. Imagine if Andy, as our leader, didn't teach us everything that we know from him, like teach everything in the world that he knows and give it to us. Would we have the world's best sales team? No. After Andy Elliott, the company would die. What's the number one thing Andy Elliott talks about? What happens when I die? Is my family, is my yeah. team, is my, is is my, my team carry the business? Can my team take care of the business? Can my team help me take care of my family after I'm gone? Did I put the right people in place to continue the legacy? And so Andy literally tells myself, tells you, tells the Macklins, tells everybody. They're like, hey, I want you to become better than me. So then if anything does happen to me, I know that everything that we've spent years building is taken care of. Like, think about it like this. Look at, let's go back to like Zig Ziglar or Jim Rome. Okay, those, those are great, amazing people. But at the end of the day, let's say they had a company. It was Jim Rome training. If Jim Rome dies and he doesn't have a team that's just like Jim Rome, does the company die right then and there? 
who was it? Was it Alan Ram who died in the plane crash? Yep. And then guess what? The second everything happened, it's, it's the saddest thing in the world. But his company ended with him that day because he didn't have people to carry. The well, torch. and like like you mentioned, Jim Rome. I mean, freaking what's his nuts came out of that. Um, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Did you just call Tony Robbins what's his nuts? What's his nuts? Oh my. Tony God. Robbins. But that's what I'm saying is like <laughs> Jim Rome. The reason why his training was so great. Was Tony, be, was, I know Tony's never going to listen to this or Dean Graziosi, which we did speak with him on stage. We did. Uh, at the Driven Six event. Shout out to Alba Preciado. But at the end of the day, if Dean or Tony listens to this, guys, it's just Big Rye. You just got to know him. Like, we're- <laughs> but no, but, but, but the reason he was such a great sales trainer and leader is he literally, he didn't, maybe, maybe he didn't have the team, but he had a guy like Tony. He taught Tony Robbins what everything he knew. Tony was very, very intelligent, ran with it, and now Tony is like he's a, he's, a, he's, he's a legend. He's a goat. But that's the thing is like a lot of trainers, a lot of um, um, you know, influencers, influence, they, they don't pat like like hey, if you get better than me, that that doesn't work with my business model. Like, there's no way you can get in better shape than me. There's no way you can make more money than me. And even though I think a lot of trainers might say they want that, a lot of um, but role un- models might say, "Hey, I want you to do better than me." They really don't. They don't. They don't. And I and I like when people do better than me because it's like, well, then I'm gonna learn from you, and I'll and I'll eventually catch up to you. And it, it's actually easier. And this, I don't know if you agree with this, but it's actually easier to probably follow a really successful person than like pave the way yourself. Although it's way cooler to like be the guy that's blazing yeah, the trail. Yeah, but- I mean, I would rather ride on a really successful guy's coattails, learn everything I know without making all the mistakes. Save the time, the money, the, all that, yeah. and just learn. And yeah, maybe I don't make a billion dollars, but hey, I make a hundred million. I'm I'm pretty happy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Big big Ryeisms. Big Ryeisms. Yeah, we're just Ryan's just living life. All he wants to do is go fishing. fishing and I want to change, change lives and sell a lot of stuff and cold call people. I love yeah. that. <laughs> Fit bass fishing, cold calling, changing lives, and that's it. And going to the gym. Going to the and gym. eating protein. Eating protein. I mean, what better life can you possibly have? Oh, tanning. Don't forget tanning. tanning. Don't forget that. See, tanning. I'm not. I'm not as big on that as much well, we're anymore. So, like, we just naturally tan. We're out in the sun. That's right. I mean, it's just kind of like like tanning is cool, but it's well, like that's why we literally. That's one of the reasons why we picked Arizona because it's hundred. But see, but when you fake bake, people notice that, and it's kind of like it gets a little like okay. people can you can get, you can overdo it really Guys, quick. This is what we call getting in the weeds. Yeah. So stay out of the weeds. But, but get definitely get tan because the only thing in life that matters is tan. <laughs> okay. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. If you have a piece of pen and paper, erase everything that you just took notes on, erase it all, and then put it at the top. Go get a tanning membership and go start tanning those buns. Because let me tell you, you start becoming tan. <laughs> no, you we're, double, not going, we're not going deeper no, in the No, listen, weeds. listen. You we're will no. double your sales by being tan. <laughs> if you're a pale, you know, if you have a dark complexion already listen to this, you're good. But if you're a super white pasty guy like me, Tanning definitely helps your sales. Just saying. But what if you work telesales? Still, because it gives you confidence. When you look in the mirror, like, okay, hey, Ryan, I look okay, good, Ryan, son. You get on that phone, you're freaking, you're okay. closing everybody. Yep, just in the weeds. Remember what I said, just erase everything, number one. Hey, look, tan. follow Big Rye hey, at what, what Commission are you, are you, Cowboy. Are you ending the episode early? Well, I mean, Jacob looks like he's getting all nervous. He's like, man, we're talking about tanning and tan. Because, see, Jacob had an incident in a tanning bed. It involved a tanning bed, some tanning lotion. No, stop. Another, it was crazy. Just stop. Stop. It wasn't right. Nobody's gonna he gets weird when we talk about Ryan, it. Ryan, nobody's going to take you serious. Hey, email us at Ask Young Closers. <laughs> okay, but hey, but I, wanted, at, I had and, one more thing I wanted to talk but, about. 
Okay. You just, right. I mean, guys, like, we're, I'm just saying. Well, I wanted to you guys, the episode. No, I, you guys, I, I, no, I want to give more value to the people. I, let's do it. But I'm just saying, ask Jacob what happened at the tanning salon in summer of I 2021. I swear to the good Lord above, if any of y'all DM me this, you're getting blocked. I'm playing. But no. So pretty much the next thing I want to talk about was critics with no credentials. Those are like the as, – as you start to do good things in life, like let's say you do find a mentor. You do what we talked about. You find a mentor. You get into coaching. get into training. And you start leveling up a lot in life. You'll then like the haters come out of the woodworks. Like we just looked at one of Andy's reels, uh, did 2.2 million views, like 75,000 likes. Literally, like half the comments are like, Andy, we freaking love you, changed my life. The other half, but that's is, what drives that's is, what is haters. But hold up, is like the haters coming out of the woodworks, just out of nowhere. And so I want to have you kind of talk about it. We're going to talk about it a little bit, but having haters. Like that haven't done what you have. Like, let's say you're a trailblazer or let's say you're also scaling a company. Like we're, we're behind Andy Elliott pushing the company, the values, the culture, everything that we're doing, like the sales, everything. And the haters are going to come. And so, but there's the haters who aren't doing what we're doing. And so I know that people who are listening to this are like, they all have haters. Let's say it's friends, families, managers. Like when you get into training. Well, real quick, let's define a hater because I think like speaking on social media, people that say negative things i don't well i don't necessarily think they're haters i think they're misunderstood because they don't like for example you have a viral video that blows up like we had a viral video that was the uh, sales warrior creed haters and but but those people don't know who we are so like they're they're seeing it as just from just rawness and they're like what is this well here's the deal so you can be a hater but you can also be ignorant Okay, like ignorant. Well, I just think it's it's just misunderstanding. It's like it's like if you like, like to me a hater, like to me a hater is somebody that like Jacob, I love you, dude, you're the best. And then five minutes later, I'm talking to another person, and oh, Jacob's a fucking loser. He's fucking whack. No, his no, his truck's not, fucking gay. No, the hundred all this stuff. No, that's still that's a ha- hater. No, that's still a hater. That's massive hater. No, that yeah, that. But like, if I don't know Jacob and he's driving by in his diesel truck, and I'm like, oh, he must have a small weenie. Hater. He's in a diesel truck, but he, but he doesn't know Jacob. But once you would meet Jacob, oh, Jacob's a cool dude. I actually now I kind of like his truck because I know the guy driving it. But no, but what I'm saying is you can still be ignorant and still be a hater. Now we're like debating. Like this, this turned into. Just well, no, I just because everyone thing. says like haters, like haters, haters, no, haters, listen, haters. Gonna, it's like I'm what is a fun, what this. is a hater? Anybody who has anything negative to say that pulls away the value of what you put into the world. So yeah. if, it's if, a hateful if, person. Well, that's what I'm saying. All they're doing is pulling away the value that you put into the world. Like so, me. Let's say someone's talking about my truck. Well, personally, I work with the Elliot Group and we help coach and train people. Those people, they use a resource, they invest that into Andy Elliott. And then since I am there for Andy and I dele- he's delegated the time and the coaching and the training down to me and I take that off his plate, I then get compensated for the work. I then coach somebody, let's say they go make $300,000, $500,000 that year and they spent, let's say, 1000 bucks or $2,000 and I got a percentage of that. Let me ask you, if, if I wrote you a million dollar check but I asked for a sliver, would you give me a piece? Would you? No, I'm a hater. Exactly. Okay, but the real answer is anybody yeah, would be of like, course, of yeah, course. Of course. They'd be like, yeah, of course. So at the end of the day, I got paid to go help somebody change their life and go make a whole lot of money. I bought that truck by literally changing somebody's life and improving it. Right. So at the end of the day, like, yeah, you know what? You can be like, oh, well, you know, man, fuck this guy's truck. I'm like, dude, like, what are you talking about? Like, I helped people and got compensated for helping people. What in the world are we talking about here? But at the end of the day, they're forgetting about the value that I had to put into others to earn that and so anybody who pulls away from your value, like let's say you're a car salesman or a business owner and they're hating on you and you're selling a product that takes care of people like a car. You drive to and from work. It's great, safe. You get in a car accident, you don't die. 
life insurance. You help somebody, they sell, or you sell somebody a policy. Next thing you know, the family passes away and they get a $40,000 check in the worst time of their life. Do you feel like that person shouldn't get paid? No. And so at the end of the day, like you just don't know. And so instead of pulling away from the value of others, you know, pour into them. If somebody sees, if I see somebody in a nice truck, I'm going, dude, what do you do for a living? And then that's like being not like a fan, but being somebody who's supportive of other people putting in the work. And so to define it, it's somebody who's just pulling away from the value. But you can be ignorant. Like you can you can not know what that person is and still have negativity towards that person. And I feel like that's a hater, whether you're ignorant or not, misunderstood or not. Because if you really cared and you actually had a, like a positive look out on life and wanted to say that people do good, you would then do a little bit of research. Like that video that blew up on Twitter and everything like that, one person could look up, oh, who's the Elliot group? Oh, my God. Let's look at all the testimonials. Let's go look at Andy's YouTube. Let's go look at all these people who are crushing it. Let's go look at all the people that they get coached by. Wow, dude, everybody's a real good people. Oh, they all go to church on Sundays. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, they freaking hold a seminar every single month and all these people freaking love them. Oh, my God. What are they talking about? Change your opinion like that. But because your first instinct is to be negative, I mean, you're just a negative person. So I want to say this, critics with no credentials, guys, if, if you're somebody who like who deals with that on a, on a basis, go look at the person that's like kind of pulling that, that value away from you. And that's why it hurts a little bit is because like you, you feel valuable. Somebody's pulling that away from you because you either work for it, like the mindset, money, body, whatever it is, you worked hard for it. And somebody's pulling away from the value and the, and the sweat equity that you put into it. Go look at the person that's hating on you and be like, okay, does this person have any credentials to be saying what he's saying? Like, let's say Wes Watson, the guy's in the gym, guy's diced. He comes up, some guy, 300 pounds, out of shape, just got into working out. And he's like, hey, make sure you uh, make sure you curl your biceps just like this. Make sure you have like your pinky out. And like he always says like, hey, if I take your advice and I become like you, do I become better than you or better than myself than I am right now? If the answer is no, don't take that person's advice. Absolutely not run. And so if somebody's hating on you, be like, Hey, you know what? If I took this person's advice, do I become better than who I am today? And then better than them? And if the answer is no run, seriously, just run as fast as you can. And so I want to say this, guard your mind, protect your energy, protect everything that you've got going on in your life, especially if you're trying to do something good, level yourself up for your family, your community, your dealership, your business, whatever it is, protect that. Don't let anybody take that away from you. And I hear that a lot. Like I'll hear a sales guy, I'll talk to him. It's just like first couple of weeks of coaching. He'll tell everybody that he's starting training. And then people be like, oh, why are you doing that training? Oh my goodness, how oh, I could teach you They're haters. They're haters. So what I want to say is grind in the dark, level up in the dark. And then when people ask you, hey man, like how'd you do it? I always hit them with this question. Do you really want to know or are you just asking? And those that really want to know, those are your biggest supporters. Those that really want to see you doing well and want to learn from you. Now, if they're just asking you then don't give away all that valuable that valuable resources that you have to somebody who's not going to pour back into you. Just say, hey, listen to the Young Closer podcast. Yeah, and then they can come DM us, you know, DM you know, DM me, I guess, about tanning beds and shit. Um, but yeah, that pretty much wraps up the episode. Uh, guys, follow me on Instagram at the Real Young Closer, Ryan, and you can follow me at at Commission Cowboy. Now, I will warn you, if you're going to follow no. me. You better be ready because we get rowdy, baby. Come on. Ryan's oh, got a completely different direction. Also, if you guys want to email us a quick little question for the podcast, it's askyoungclosers at gmail.com. We absolutely love you guys. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything like that. Email us some questions. Let I like getting money. I got time to get it. Talking on me, so my car's a tenny. Dancing with the devil, I don't bargain with it. Bobbing in the dash and the stick is with it. And I hit the 4-5 on the wet side.